Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Thank you for being here today. Uh, as Lily mentioned, my name is Logan and with my lovely wife, Briar here, who you saw singing this morning, we have the privilege of pastoring this campus here in Tauranga for life. Thanks, Liam. And um, yeah, it's a huge privilege to be sharing with you today. And I just really believe that God's put a word in my heart for today to share with us. And um, we're going to open the, the Bible and the word of God this morning. And I believe he's going to speak to us. Amen. It's going to be awesome. So we're going to do the most important thing first. We're going to pray, and then we're going to get into it. Let's pray. Eh? God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us. We thank you that whatever our weeks look like, Lord, you are here with us. And God, we just acknowledge you in this moment. We thank you that we are here, not just to give you praise and worship, Lord God. We get to do that, but also, Lord, we get to hear from you. And Lord, we just pray that you would speak to us through your word this morning. Pray that you would uh, speak through me, God, and it'll be your your words and not mine. In Jesus' name, Amen. Awesome, awesome. We're going to get into it. Um, I'm excited because, and I've been I've been thinking a lot about the last couple of weeks. Uh, if you've been in church recently, we had a few weeks ago a message from a message series from Pastor Ben Mays, all about the Bible and about the authenticity of the Bible and the good things that we find in it. And I love what Ben said. He said, I'm going to read the summary that he used to summarize the whole Bible. He said, the Bible tells the story of an eternal God who created us, who loves us, and who has initiated the redemption of his people. I love that. I think that's so beautiful. You know, inside the pages of this book, we find truth. We find um, an amazing story of a God who created the earth, who designed us, and who loves us. And... I love this book. I love that, you know, for me personally, I'm uh, 19 years now into my journey with God and um, since I became a Christian and um, I'm glad to say that I'm still learning a lot. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm learning a lot about this word and um, I'll be thankful to say that when I'm 90, I'll still be learning about this word because uh, I'm sure many of us can understand that, that know this word, that it is living, it is powerful, which means it has the ability to speak to us in different stages of our lives, and I love that. And what I've discovered in my own life, when I can read this word, when I can um, you know, apply it and, and learn the lessons that it's teaching me, it, uses, it, it is used to really prepare me and equip me for the things that God is calling me to do. And what I love as well is that in this month of December as a church, we're really going to be focusing on this, uh, this key theme around Christmas time um, of peace, peace on earth. And we read in the pages and we find in the pages of this Bible that there is a God who, as Lily mentioned this morning, you know, he sent his son Jesus to die for us, that we may experience a peace in our lives. And what I love as well is inside this book, we find peace, we find encouragement, we find things that, when applied to our lives, can make our lives so much better. So we're going to spend a bit of time talking about that today. It's going to be really cool. And if you're someone who likes message titles like me, I thought I'd kick it off with a nice and easy one. It's called Apply and Equip. Apply and Equip. Awesome. Um, isn't it interesting that when we look back on our lives, we, we uh, find... 
we, we can see decisions that we've made on our, in our lives that have led us to where we are today or the person that we've become today. And, you know, that could be a, a bad decision that's made a negative impact in our lives. Hopefully there's a good decision we can think about that has made a good impact in our lives. And when I think back on something like that in my own life, I've been reflecting recently, um, for me, it was the love of music growing up. And you may not know this about me, but I am a musician, a bit of a closet musician, you know. I wish I could be up here with the team this morning. Uh, But for me, that all started from when I was just a young fella. I was about this tall. And if you were to, uh, believe it or not, (laughs) uh, if you were to come to our house when I was just a boy, you would have heard the Bee Gees uh, blasting through the VCR. If anyone remembers what a VCR is, uh, we had the Bee Gees concert playing. My grandparents um, pretty much brainwashed me with the Bee Gees. My mum and dad are here this morning. I'm sure they can testify to that. <laughs> we have many good memories with the Bee Gees. Um, and it started with me picking up a tennis racket, swinging that around, pretending I was Barry Gibb, you know, um, doing all the moves. And eventually that turned into a real guitar. And uh, at about the age of 10, I started learning guitar and really started to apply this love of music in my life because I I truly believe that it was back then that this love of music was this seed that was really planted in me. And I began to apply it into my life. And and what happened then is I started going to guitar lessons. Then at the age of 12, man, I made it. I made it to the Otomoitai Intermediate School Rock Band. Yeah, we rocked the place, man. We were called Six Feet Tall. (laughs) <laughs> which is ironic because I was five foot ten at the time, <laughs> believe it or not, again. Um, but me and my mates, we thought we were six feet tall when we joined the band. And what that turned into was really uh, years of incredible experiences of playing in all sorts of different bands, performing in different places around New Zealand, even did a couple of music trips overseas. Um, and it was a really amazing time and it brought so much into my life. Following on from that, uh, it led me to a sound engineering diploma in Auckland where I got involved in the technical side of music and uh, where I ended up basically uh, serving and working at Life uh, in the production team as well for over nine years, uh, which was an amazing blessing in my life. And when I track that whole journey, it has led me to where I am today, which is crazy, right? And I I, I think back on that and I think, man, If I hadn't applied that love of music in my life when I was young, thanks to my grandma brainwashing me with the Bee Gees, (laughs) and if I hadn't picked up the guitar, I don't know what my journey would have looked like, but I'm thankful that it's brought me here today. You know, there are so many moments on the journey, but I will always look back and be thankful for making that decision in my life. And I'm sure like me, we all have something in our lives that when we spend a bit of time, we can reflect back and we can think of um, perhaps a story like that where um, we've made a decision and it's impacted the person we are today. You know, it comes down to this thought. When we apply something in our lives, whether good or bad, it truly shapes us as a person. I love what Pastor Luke said in his message last week. He said this line. He said, our focus shapes our future. I love that. It it could be things in my life such as focusing on my career, which is a good thing. I could be focusing on my family or focusing on my health and fitness. And we know that when we do these things, it's going to produce an outcome in our lives in those areas. And it's much the same when we open the words of this book, when we read it, and when we apply the teachings that are in this book to our lives. It can help us become the person that God has shaped us to be and live life the way that He has called us to live it, which is a beautiful thing. 
You know, when we focus on the Word of God and we apply its lessons to our life, good things can come from it. And so what we're going to do this morning, church, is we're going to open the Scriptures. Um, we're going to um, focus on the Scripture in the book of Second Timothy, chapter 3, verse 15 to 17. And um, all our Scriptures are going to come up on the screen this morning as well. But um, really what we're reading about here this morning is the Apostle Paul, and he's writing a letter at the time. And this letter is being written to one of his well-regarded apprentices who was helping Paul build churches, and his name was Timothy, believe it or not. And uh, we're going to read here in the scripture, and it says, You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it. God uses his word to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I love that. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. You know, and uh, like I said, this was Paul writing a letter to Timothy, and he said, you know, if we could paraphrase it, he would be saying something like this. Hey, Timothy, I knew that when you were just a boy, you were taught the scriptures, which at what we know now is the Old Testament. When you applied those teachings to your life, it gave you the wisdom to discover salvation in Jesus. And now, Timothy, I'm reminding you that when you apply the word of God to your life, it will help you to differentiate between right and wrong. It will prepare you. It will equip you to do good things. This is what God is calling you to do. And guys, if you can take away one thing, if you can remember just one sentence uh, from today, it would simply be this. If I could wrap it up into one thing, it would be, when I apply the word of God, I'm equipped to do good works. When I apply the word of God, I'm equipped to do good works. You know, as I mentioned, this was Paul writing a letter to his well-regarded apprentice, Timothy. And he knew Timothy as a young boy, and he knew that he was a boy who uh, was taught the scriptures, who um, was, a, was a young fellow who wanted to faithfully serve Jesus in his life. And one day when Paul was uh, moving through the land, through the Mediterranean area, he uh, discovered Timothy, who was a bit more grown up now. He could, he could see the fruit that was um, beginning to shape his life into the, the man God was calling him to be. And um, he realized he was a faithful guy. And so uh, Timothy, sorry, Paul took Timothy under his wing and he took him around um, to all these different cities at the time around sort of the Mediterranean area uh, where they were planting churches. And right here where we pick up the scripture is where Paul is saying to Timothy, mate, you were taught the scriptures as a young boy and you did, you know, that, that was really key to, to your life. And now I'm reminding you that if you can if you can use those scriptures for what I've been called you to, what I've called you to do, then you will go a long way. At the time, Timothy was um, sent to a church in a city called Ephesus to help bring leadership, bring guidance to what was an early church at the time. And uh, Paul was really encouraging him to dig deep and to rely on those foundations. And I love that. And that's really what we're talking about today. That in every area of our life, we can use these scriptures as well to um, equip us to do good works. But how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we make it become more than just words on a page? 
um, or things that we hear about in church on a Sunday. You know, the reality is you might be here today and you might be unfamiliar with the, the words that are in this Bible. Or you might be here and you might find the words confusing. Believe me, there's parts of this Bible that I still find confusing. Uh, but I totally know that they're all in here for a reason, wrapped up in this truth to teach us and to equip us. And so we're going to unpack a few of those truths today. But what I love about our scripture as well is that it encourages us to do every good work, that we are encouraged to do every good work. It means that we aren't just equipped to be like Timothy and build a church or be a pastor or whatever that may entail, but it means we're equipped to do good works in any and every stage of our lives, whether that's being a parent or being a teacher or being a business owner or a student or a faithful son or a daughter, whatever that looks like. We can do good works if we can apply teaching from God's Word. You know, at the end of the day, as believers of, as, and followers of Jesus, our goal really is to become more like Him. And when we become more like Him, we are able to do the good things that He did on earth that we read about so much. I was reminded of this as I was reading this week in Ephesians 5 verse 2, and it says, Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. I love that. I just so believe that's the commission to every one of us as believers, to live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. And so moving forward this morning, uh, just a few thoughts of how I think we can practically apply these scriptures to our life. Firstly, I think it requires a trust that when I discover more of God, I can trust in his word. You know, trust is a foundational element of our relationship with God and I think we can all agree an element of all of our relationships. You know, for Briar and I, we've been uh, married for three years now, and uh, we were dating for a couple of years before that. And in those five plus years, um, I can I can gladly say that our trust has grown over time. And I hope she'd say the same too. Yeah? Yeah, good. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> that could have gone bad. <laughs> um what I mean by that is, you know, it's not like when in the early days I didn't trust Briar. We simply didn't have the relationship in the bank or the life experience to really um, understand each other in that way. But, you know, as we went through the highs and lows of life, as we um, discovered more of each other, our trust was able to grow more with each other. And it's much the same in our relationship with God. You know, when we spend more time with Him, when we spend more time in His Word, when we discover more of His character, our trust in Him can grow. And, you know, focusing back in on our Scripture this morning, it says this. It says that all Scripture is inspired by God. The Bible was written by humans, but it was inspired by God, which means that God, through His Holy Spirit, directed and guided the authors of the Bible in what to say and how to say it. Romans 15, verse 4 to 5 says this. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. I love the truth in that, that these things were written long ago to teach us. Psalm 119 verse 160 says this, The very essence of your words is truth. All of your just regulations will stand forever. 
love that. Just the essence of your word is truth. And coming back to our Bible series a couple of weeks ago with Pastor Ben, he said this, if God is real, if he designed us and if he created us, if he revealed himself to people through his son Jesus, and if those people wrote it all down, the Bible must be the most important book ever written. I love the power in that statement. When I discover more of God through his word, I find that I can trust him more. Trusting in his word is a key to applying it to our lives. Not only do we need to trust, but I think uh, we can have discipline as well when it comes to reading the word of God. And, you know, really, I find direction in life through God's discipline. It's a beautiful thing. I'm so thankful that we don't have a God that sits high up in heaven with a bony finger of judgment pointing pointing at us for everything we do wrong. Instead, in his love, he chooses to show us discipline through his love because he cares for us, to show us where right is and show us where wrong may be. Proverbs 3 verse 11 to 12 speaks of this and it says, My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. I don't know about you, but I, I need this in my life and I'm thankful for that, to be shown where I may be going wrong or where I may be going right. Our scripture day today teaches us that scripture, it corrects us when we are wrong. You know, and coming back to my guitar lessons when I was 10 years old, I don't think uh, I would have got very far if I didn't have a teacher that would correct me when I was doing wrong. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that I had a teacher who could teach me the right way versus the wrong way. I love that. And in my walk with God, either I'm heading away from what he has for me, or I'm heading towards what he has for me. And God in his love, he can reveal these things to us. Not only do can we receive a discipline from God, but I also believe practically we can use discipline in our lives to apply his word to our lives. You know, if I if I'd just shown up to these guitar lessons of mine and done the work in that half an hour or however long it was, but I hadn't gone home and, and had the discipline to sit there and practice and practice and practice again. I don't think this love of music would have taken root in my life, but it's through discipline that I was able to get there. And it's the same when we apply the word of God to our lives. If we take the time to read it, to understand it, and even discuss it with others, I know that those roots go deeper and deeper. You know, I heard someone teach on the idea recently that in the Bible, we actually have the same prayer book as Jesus. The same words that are in at least the start of this Bible, the songs that we find in the Psalms or um, the, the, the teachings and the instructions, um, even the laments and all those sorts of things, the prayers that we find in this book are the very same things that Jesus actually had available to him. I just think that is so powerful that we get to use those things in our life too but it requires a discipline for us to get there. You know, I love when what we learn in the book of Titus in chapter 2. I, I just want to read this over us. I thought this was so fitting for today. It says, We are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. You could turn that into discipline, I guess, devotion to God. While we look forward with hope that 
to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. I love that. That's exactly what we're talking about today. And there it's got when we can have our devotion to God, it can result in being committed to doing good deeds, which is what we are, um, what we are following Jesus for. I find direction in life through God's discipline. And finally, I think um, we can apply obedience to our lives too. Because obeying, obeying God's word brings it to life for myself and others. You know, obedience can often sound like a big scary thing for us, but other times it can be a simple yes to what we are being taught. Our scripture today highlights that scripture teaches us to do what is right. You know, and the reality is obedience can only take place in our lives when we practice what is being taught. Jesus himself gave us the, this, um, these words in the Bible that, in his opinion, the second greatest commandment after loving God, the second greatest commandment he gave us was to love our neighbor as ourselves. And I don't think personally in my life I'd be able to do many good works if I just went around hating everyone, you know. If I stood here and I was like, oh, not a fan of you guys, sorry. And I love you guys. I love all of you. Thank you for being here. But I use that as an example to say that obedience in this context is as simple as it comes. It's choosing to love other people because that's what Jesus has demonstrated for us. And I just so believe that, you know, when we love people, it must only produce good works in our life. Amen. You know, coming back to my guitar lessons once more, I, I needed discipline to put in the work to practice, but I also needed to obey my teacher. You know, like it would have been um, pretty savage if I just turned up and, you know, um, to these lessons that were that my parents were thankfully paying for. Thanks, mum and dad. <laughs> but if I just turned up to these things and to these lessons and said, "Mate, I've I've actually got the solo today," you know, like I actually know how it works more than you. If I didn't come under his teaching, you know, he was the one with the experience. He was the one with the wisdom, and I had to come under his teaching in obedience to that to apply that love of music into my life. And I believe it's the same in our walk with God. Psalm 119, verse 9 to 12 says this. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I just love the rawness of those words in the Psalms. It says again at the start, how can a young person stay pure by obeying your word? You know, when we obey the word of God and the instructions written in it, we are shaped more into the person God is calling each and every one of us to become. I'd love to invite my friend Liam up again this morning. Thanks, bro. I need some Holy Spirit backing music. Thanks, mate. But I just want us to refocus in on, on what we've been talking about this morning, guys, about the truth that lies in every single word in this book. You know, the reality is today, I'm not, I'm not up here today to compile a list of things we all need to become a better Christian. No, it's not about that. I hope you hear my heart in that. 
but truly what what I feel like God is speaking to us about today is simply recognizing the power and the truth of God's Word and understanding that when it can be applied to our lives in some small way, it has transformational ability. It can help us become more like Jesus. It can help us to follow His example by doing good works and loving others. I'll just recap our scripture again for us today out of Second Timothy. Paul says, You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true, and it makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses his word to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Again, that last line, God uses his word to prepare and equip us. And I love what we, you know, what we really read in this book is about a God who is going to length, lengths time after time after time to redeem his people, to reach out to us, to live in relationship with us because that's what he designed us for. And he's reaching out to us time after time. But there also becomes a time in our lives where it requires us to do something about that too. It is a two-way relationship. And God has actually, you know, in his wisdom and his might, I believe, has given us free will to decide to walk with him or walk away from him. But when we choose to walk with him, when we choose to activate things in our life, just like applying the word of God, we find ourselves in the arms of a loving father. And, you know, this book, these teachings can transform us into the person he's calling us to become. And it's really what we've been talking about this morning, when we can engage our trust in God, when we can learn from these words and we can grow in our trust, when we can be accepted, when we accept his loving discipline. Or with an obedient heart, I truly believe that these will be more than just words on a page. But they'll be life-giving, life-shaping teachings that will make our lives so much richer. And it'll enable us to do the things God is calling us to do. And become the people that God has designed us to be. And simply this morning, I just want to um, take a few minutes to just pray over each and every one of us. And so, perhaps even with our eyes closed this morning, I'd love just to take a moment to invite God into the space and to thank him for his word. And if anything I've said this morning um, potentially touched your heart or inspired you to potentially get to know God's word a bit more, then I'd love to pray over each and every one of us. And I'll just pray that, that God would continue to use his word in our community, in our campus here in Tauranga, through our church here at Life about, you know, this word that can transform us into becoming closer with Jesus, becoming more like him and to doing the good things that he demonstrated to us. So I'm going to pray. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this day. And we thank you for your word that is so rich and so true. And God, I just want to take a moment right now in this in this space as we as we just sit and we just and we just encounter your presence, Lord. God, I just pray that you you would just do the work this morning, Lord. I just pray over each and every person in this room, Lord, that is under the sound of my voice right now, Lord God, under your teaching this morning, Lord. I just pray that every person in this place would 
would know and, and would feel in their heart um, an encouragement from you, Lord, that when we step into your word more, Lord, we our lives can be enriched. God, I pray over people who um, may be struggling with understanding your word, Lord, would you make it come alive for them, God? I pray for uh, those yeah, who need encouragement, Lord God, to, to seek encouragement and that they can find it, Lord God, in this community, Father. Uh, whether that's a one-to-one conversation or in a small group, Lord, whatever that looks like, I pray that we would continue to be people who encourage each other to, to love you, first of all, and to love others, love our neighbors as ourselves, as you've taught us, Jesus. So God, we thank you for your word today, that it is alive and true. And Father, we just give this moment to you, and I just pray that you would bless, bless your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.